Yo, it's your boy, Uncle Cooley. Welcome back to the Toast Up Podcast. If you don't know what that means, that means to open a sincere transformation upon people. This is episode 16, and I have a very special guest, my, my mentor right here, Dougie O. Doug, man, how you feeling? Oh, peace and blessings upon you always. I'm doing great. Um, it's, it's a wonderful life. I understand. Um, I met Doug around, I definitely would say a year and a half ago, um, he definitely, I would say, helped me guide me to the position I am today. And um, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because you gave me so much wisdom and so much knowledge over the course of years to help me be where I am today. So I can't thank you enough. Um, so I want to hop straight into it. Um, we're going to be talking about self-love. So the first question I have for you today is, um, can you have it at can you have a negative mindset and still be confident about yourself? Like, is that possible? Um, I would, I would say that there's people that think that they could do that because, uh, you know, you and I both know that there's many people that definitely they exude a certain level of confidence, but their overall mindset is not, is not where it should be. It's not, because you can have a you can have a negative mindset and still be producing things, but it's not from a it's not from a, a good place. So you can you can you can actually have a negative mindset and still produce, but you're not going to be balanced as a full human being. To be a full human being and to embrace our full humanity, we we have to be balanced on every level. You know so. So it's like someone that is in the community that might be, you know, doing things, selling things that are harm in the community and they're prospering, but they cannot be at full peace with themselves because you can't put out good in, from one hand and then put out bad in the other and be at whole with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you deceive yourself into thinking that you're all right, you can never be all right uh, with uh, doing good in one hand. And, and putting out negativity with the other one. So I would say that it's, it's really not possible to do that, but if people think that if they're okay with it, uh, I guess they'll continue to do it until they come to the realization that that life is, that life is just and whatever you put out, it's gonna come back. Karma is real, you know, mm -hmm. karma is real. So if my mindset is negative, it, it, and even if I think that I'm doing good, I'm going to have to deal with that one day or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to deal with that and get that straight. Definitely. No, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from um, because I know a lot of younger people, a lot of adolescents, a lot of younger teens, older teens, and young adults, they have this, sometimes they can be negative in the sense of comparing themselves with other people or um, sometimes not not being fully confident because they have this type of negative mindset to stop them from really um, being confident in certain opportunities, like going and approaching that person that can definitely help you with your job. So would you say that um, like pride, because I want to talk about pride as well. Where do you think pride stems from? If pride is not really ourselves and it's not really true who we are because it's really egos. Can you say that having less of a pride can make you more more confident and more a, more of a positive person? 
Well, that's a real good question. And, and you know, and, and I know as well, a lot of this is environmental. It depends on, you know, people come from certain neighborhoods and, and people come from certain cultures. And, and so pride does have its place. Mm-hmm. But the ego itself, the ego must be controlled. Uh, because unless we control our ego, because the ego is actually a false projection of who we really are. The ego is not who we truly are. The ego is the image. It's a false image that we want to project to others because we want to look like we have it all. We want to look like we got ourselves together. That's the ego. That's the false image that we project. And so because I project this false image, yes, you know, I'm going to have a certain amount of pride that will inhibit my growth, not only as a human being, but even for opportunities, financial opportunities are not going to come my way or going to bypass me because I'm living up out of this false image of who it is that I am. And I'm not saying that you have to so much humble yourself or, or kneel to anyone, but you have to come to the realization that this false projection of yourself is not real. And the sooner you come to realize that you'll be able to get in touch with who you really are. And what happens with with a lot of young people is that they've had to develop this image, this false image, this ego to survive, you know? So it's not, it's not something that I want to downplay. I mean, the ego is real. The ego can save your life. The ego is something that it's not who you really are, but what, what happens is as you, come to the knowledge, to self-knowledge again, because we're going back to self-knowledge. As you develop your self-knowledge, you'll be able to unpeel like an onion, that ego, those layers that you build up around yourself to protect yourself. And then as you are able to unpeel that, the more you can unpeel that, you get to the, to, to the real, you get to the real you. Mm-hmm. You get to see who Carlos really is. I get to see who Doug really is beyond the ego it's like okay i've stripped myself of the ego now let me meet myself for the first time mm-hmm. and so it's a process it's a process of uh, of understanding that you know that we all create these egos we all create these false images of ourselves and it's not necessarily bad but we have to realize that these false images that we created are not who we really are and if we want to really get to know who we really are, we have to undress ourselves. You know, we have to unlayer these images that we've had built up over the years. And that's how you get to the love, the self-love as well, because basically uh, the ego, you know, because we really don't love ourselves, we have to create these images of ourselves because we haven't been able to embrace who we really are. And so until we can unlayer this, this and, and it's multiple layers, it's not just one, it's so many, layers of these false images that we built on from the time we were a child. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up in neighborhoods we didn't like, we, we didn't come from this parent, we didn't come from that parent, we, didn't, we wasn't in that environment. And so to protect ourselves, we create these false images of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we get to a point in our lives that we look in the mirror, we realize that, wow, you know, that's, you know, we, we might not like us what we created, but we're the ones that created the person that we're looking at in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But but then we, we come to the realization that I want to be who I really am. Mm-hmm. I want to really be me. So we start to unpack these layers. We start to unpeel the onion and we look in the mirror 
And I in my mirror, if I was to show you in my mirror right now, I have a I have a I have a little I have something posted in my mirror that says, Good morning, Douglas. I love you. You are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Go forward in confidence. And so basically, I'm I have I, you know, we remind ourselves of who we are. It's like, no, we we we're we're not always that image that we bring we project to others, but we know deep inside who we really are. And that's the person that we have to fall in love with. It's not the one that we show others. Like when I come out and it's like, what's up, Carlos? You know, now that's, that's an image. That's one of the images that we have. And that's, that's okay. That's it's, it's not necessarily false, but it's the image as, as Michael Jackson said, when we look at the man in the mirror, you know, when we look at that person in the mirror and we really, think about who that person really is. That's the person that we really want to get in touch with. That's the person that we want to really love and embrace. And mm-hmm. once we're able to do that, we can live more authentically. You know, we can live up out of our authentic selves. It mm-hmm. can be like, when you see me, you know, this is Doug. This is Doug. I'm living up out of my authentic self. I can share what, what my vulnerabilities might be. You know, I can share these things that I'm still working on. It's like, yeah, I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing on towards that mark. So, and I, I could be okay with that. It's like, no, I'm not there yet. No, I don't know that. No, I'm not familiar with that. Yes, you know, I, I have my own biases towards this or, this or that. So, but once we're able to really get past these, these false images, we can start being more and more authentic. And that's where the joy comes at. It's like, wow, you know, I wake up every day and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a better version of myself mm-hmm. because I'm rejecting the egos and the false images. Mm-hmm. I don't have to project them on to anybody or even to myself. I'm okay with myself right now, you know? So yeah. okay. that's, that's how I would address that question. Okay, because yeah. I, I know like a lot, you know, a lot of people definitely in society, they always want to feel accepted, you know, validated, you know, and they buy things that they really can't afford to, to seek validation and and to get that love from others. Um, if material things shouldn't define our worth, if material things are just nice things, but people are not really working towards better in themselves, and they say that you really can't move forward unless you forgive. Do you think forgiveness and, and really finding who you really are can increase your self-love? Like forgiving, forgiving that person that really hurt you, forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself for punishing you. Like how can forgiving and, and not really worrying about the material things in the world elevate our higher consciousness to become the best version of ourselves, to put down our ego? Like what, what would you say to that? Well, that's a very powerful question, Carlos. And let me tell you, if we we could spend the next 24 hours, you know, we can we can have 24 more of these sessions. Yes, sir. And we can spend an hour just unpacking that question alone. Mm-hmm. Because that question would lead us to embrace a part of ourselves, to embrace what I call our divinity. Because inside of us, is, is something that is so precious. And so um, material things have their place. Material things have their place. Uh, and so it's not evil to want things. It's not evil to want things. It's not evil to desire things. What becomes problematic is when those things take over us. So when anything outside of us 
takes over us, whether or not it's money, whether or not it's cars, whether or not it's relationships, if those things are have more of a, an effect on our lives than what that still small voice inside of us, what our conscience is saying to us, what, what we feel deeply. If something that is material has more power over me than the things that I value deeply inside, then that's a problem. And yeah. so basically what, what we have to do, it, all these questions really, they just keep going back to the same source. It's like, know thyself. Who are you? What do you value? There's, uh, there's, there's something that uh, a comedian said, uh, Dave Chappelle, and I think it's very, very important uh, to this conversation we're having. I remember years ago when he left his, uh, you know, he, he left the television mm -hmm. and no, he returned yeah. after so many years. He came to New York um, and I remember he, and I was, I was still living in New York at the time. And he went to, uh, I want to say Pierce College in Manhattan. He went, he went to one of the colleges in Manhattan and it was a real snowy night. He came in and he did an interview and they asked him, it was his first interview after coming back from Africa. And he basically said, uh, his father told him, he said, in, in the world of show business or any career, he said, you're going to run into situations that are going to challenge you. Mm -hmm. He said, but if any situation that you encounter forces you or causes you to compromise your, your standards, your values, the things right. that you love and hold dear the most, he said, that's when you really have to make a decision. And if you compromise once, if you do it one time, then your life is going to be, you, you place yourself in, in like a limbo to where you're not, you're never going to be able to be steady again. So there's some lines that you sh should never cross. There's some standards that we should have about who it is that we are that we never cross under no circumstances. You can't pay me to cross that standard. There's not a contract that you can give me. There's not enough money that you can give me. No material stuff to cause me to, to violate the values that I hold dear. But that unfortunately, the only way we can come to that realization is we have to know who it is that we are. We have to love ourselves enough to know that I will not cross that line under no circumstances. And those in our tradition that have not crossed that line, like Dr. Martin Luther King, El Haj Malik Shabazz. Now these people, once you decide that there's nothing that you can give me to cross this line, then a lot of these people are disappeared, they're, they, they're, they're put in prison, they're assassinated because they decided that I will not compromise who it is that I am. I will not compromise what it is that I believe. I will not compromise what I know to be true mm -hmm. to me, what I know to be true. And so, and so I think, I, I think that all of that goes back to education again. It's, it's how we're educated to understand who it is that we are. And because of the fact that many of us have been miseducated, or we, we've been propagandized to believe something about ourselves that is not true. Mm -hmm. You know, we it, it is difficult for a lot of us to get to this point, what you're talking about and, and where some of these individuals have been able to go get to. They were able to, you know, self get self-educated. They didn't learn this, you know, 
through coming up through academia or through the traditional system. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, they were taught it. They had mentors. They had people like you and me. They had people teaching them, showing them that there's another direction that you could take to get this kind of knowledge. It's not that it's so secretive or, or it's, it's only for the illuminated. No, no. This knowledge is for all of us, mm -hmm. you know? And so basically, if we want it, if we, it depends on how, how bad that we want it. If we want it deep in our hearts, we, we can have access to it and we can break through the illusion because all of this is an illusion. And so we have to be able to understand how do I break through that and see life as it really is? Because right now, because of the chaos and all the other things that are going on in the world, we're, we're not seeing the, the pictures as they truly are presented. We're actually seeing life from upside down, not from right side up. And so when we look up, it's like Plato's cave of mythology. When, when the men that were in the cave, when they were looking out, they, they seen shadows. And so they, they thought that the shadows were the reality. But no, these are shadows. You're not, you're not seeing what the reality is. And yeah. so that's what happens to us. We see shadows but we don't actually see the exact reality of what it is that we're, that we think that we're, we're looking at. It's like, no, no, that's a shadow. That's not the reality of, of the thing, the idea, the event, mm -hmm. or even the person. Yeah, and, and it's crazy that you say that because I know a lot of people who live like that. I feel as though that the generation like millennials and Gen Z, we, we do a lot of things on, um, you know, social platforms. So you'll see a lot of people living the lifestyle that you want you see a lot of people that have things that you want. So I feel as though like the, the, the philosophy changes over time, especially the psychology of adolescents, older teens and young adults. But one thing I wanted to ask you, and I feel like this is very um, a, a great question, to love yourself more. If you have insecurities, I feel as though people say everyone has insecurities, but I feel as though like once, you really accept who you really are. You have none. But to make that first step to self-love, would you say that, would you suggest that someone should, to love themselves more, accept all their insecurities or say they have no insecurities? That's a good question. I was thinking about um, when we met, you know, over a year and a half ago, going on two years, you know, and I was asking you about your diet, what you were eating. Yeah. Uh, and let me just say this, uh, and I'll come back to this thing with the eating part as well. It's, it's okay to say I have insecurities. I mean, it's okay to say I'm not there yet. It's like, yes, I'm dealing with many, many insecurities because that's the starting point. Because how could I help you if I didn't know that you were dealing with these insecurities? What if someone really did genuinely want to help you? Mm -hmm. And you're, how can I help you if you're on, if you're on level 10 if you say you're on level 10, but you're really on level two, but I can't help you if you're really still on level two. So if you tell me you're on level two, it's like, okay, Carlos, I can give you some ideas on how you could start to begin to deal with those insecurities. And so basically it's okay to say that I, I you know, it's okay to make yourself vulnerable, not to everybody, yeah. because some people will take advantage of that, but it's okay to make yourself vulnerable to people that you trust. So to come, to come to me because we've developed this relationship over two years and it's like, Doug, you know, I'm feeling this way. And it's like, okay, let's go from there. So it's not everybody that you can have that kind of relationship with. But of course, I would say, you know, 
because our conversations are different, it was, it's okay for me to even share things with you about what I might be vulnerable about. And, and likewise, you share those things with me. Mm-hmm. And I can say, Carlos, well, you're here at two. Let's start right here. So for me, I would I would say it goes, I'm going back again to self-love. It's like when I told you, it's like, Carlos, what are you eating? It's like, what are you putting into your mouth every day? And it's like some of the things that we're not even conscious of that we're doing. It's like, okay, I'm poisoning myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm putting this kind of food into my body every day. I'm eating this type of thing. I'm thinking these kind of thoughts. Th- these are all, these are all toxic. The thoughts that we think, as you said, the negativity, that's toxic. The mm-hmm. food that we're putting into our body that mm-hmm. we know that is poisonous. Everything you know, you can go, is the energy. Yeah, the energy. And we're having, we're having a negative impact on our energy because everything is energy. So, so now we're, we're downgrading our energy. And we're bringing it to such a low level that we, we start to attract sicknesses. We attract these diseases. We attract all the other stuff that they tell us that is out here in the air because we're operating at such a low frequency we're, because everything is energy. Everything is frequency. And so once we lower our frequency through the negative thoughts that we have, through the poisonous foods, through the environment, the toxins that are in the environment, through our relationships, being in bad relationships around people, we start to lower ourselves. We make ourselves more prone to, to, to take in illnesses and we start to get sick and we start to you know, have mental imbalances and things, emotional imbalance. And so, so we have to really start from ground zero. You know, First, I would say, begin with five minutes a day of quiet time. I don't care what it is that you want to think about. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to believe in anything, but if you, you, you have to stabilize yourself. You have to steady yourself. If you're bleeding profusely and you're losing blood, tons of blood, we, the first thing that we have to do is stop the bleeding. It's like, we, we have to stop the bleeding. And so people have to realize it's like you're bleeding. Let's stop, slow down, stop. Let's sit down here for a little minute. I'm not even going to ask you what to think about or tell you what to think about. Just yeah. stop down, sit down for a little bit and just, just think about what it is that you're really thinking about. What's really in your mind? Is your mind raging with all kinds of ideas and thoughts? Are you thinking about this bill, that bill, this sickness, that sickness, that your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, can I, can I make it? Will I graduate? Will I do this? Well, if, you, if you're thinking like that, just sit down and acknowledge this is what's going on in you right now. Mm-hmm. And as you have those, and, and as you really come to the realization that you're scattered and you're running all over the place, just do some breathing exercises, <sighs> some deep breathings. It's, it's almost like when, when you're tense, if a body is tense, it's, it's like, take a deep breath. It's like, take some deep breaths and just calm your inner self. Because mm-hmm. this is where it all starts, Carlos. It starts with the inner calmness. This is real. It starts with the inner calmness. Because... Until I calm myself inwardly, everything outside of me is going to be raging. Everything. I'm going to be, I'm going to be bombarded with all these circumstances. But once I go inside, the way forward is inward. The way forward is inward. I cannot make any outward progress until I make it inwardly first. Mm-hmm. And so when I go inside and I quiet myself, when I quiet all the noise and the raging, it's like, are you going to have enough for that bill? Enough for this bill? Enough for this bill? Enough for that? Enough for this? So once I quiet that, and I can quiet it in many ways, I can quiet it through my breathing, through just a, <sighs> all things are possible. 
or just with an affirmation, all things are possible for me. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy and grateful. Now that money flows into my bank accounts from people throughout the world and beyond in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis. I'm excellent health. I have a healthy relationship with food. I eat to live. I feel great. I am a writer. I earned my first million dollars from writing and publishing books in 2021. I'm a spokesperson and communicator for the divine. I am a vessel. I share the message of clarity, which is to embrace our full humanity. To be fully human is to be divine. I must embrace my divinity to live my best life. I am rich. I have millions of dollars in my bank accounts. So we use affirmations to quiet the, the, the quiet, the chaos inside. We use the affirmation. The affirmation brings it down. It brings down the noise. Yeah. And, then, and then the peace starts to come in. The peace starts. It's like, don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you want. I feel great. I eat to live. I have an excellent relationship with food. That's what I want. That's what I focus on. I'm not focusing on eating toxic stuff. I'm not focusing on eating the things and breathing in the bad air. Mm. I'm focusing on breathing good air. And so when you ask me, how would I tell the individual that is still chaotic, that is still living in an unbalanced life, I would tell him to start inside and just quietly tell himself every day, I am beautiful. I am made in magio deal. I am a co-creator with the divine energy. My life is great because I'm creating it. I'm consciously creating the life that I want to experience. The life that I experience when I walk outside my house is the one I created for myself. It didn't happen accidentally that I ran into this person or that person or had that encounter or, or even encounter something negative. No, no. I consciously or unconsciously was a part of whatever I encounter every day. When I leave you today, Carlos, whatever I'm encountering outside in the world is what I have already decided to bring into existence. Right. Nothing happens accidentally. Right. Nothing just happens. Everything happens. Nothing just happens. Yeah. And so I would tell that person, Carlos, to just stop for a little bit. Stop for five minutes a day and just ask yourself what's going on here mm -hmm. and just listen to it. Listen to the rage. Listen to the, all the stuff going on about not being able to pay this bill, not being able to pay that bill, not being able to uh, pay the mortgage, not being able to pay the rent, not having a place to stay, not being in a good relationship. Just just listen to it for a little bit mm -hmm. and just say and just say to it, peace. Be still. Yeah, well, none of that, Carlos. All of that is external to who you really are. Right. Who you really are is a beautiful creature inside. Right. Who you really are is powerful beyond your wildest imagination. And so once you get in touch with that, that's what self-knowledge is. Self-knowledge is know thyself. Once you get in touch with who you are, it's mm -hmm. not that from it's not an outside experience. 
to go forward, you have to go inward. Once you go right. inward, you get in touch with that. That's when you tap into your power, your real power. Right. And so yeah. that's 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 where that's where it all starts, Carlos. Okay. Well, I I love how you just came and, and dropped gems, and I, like you said, definitely being self aware about yourself can definitely help you get where you want to be and who you want to be in life. Um, but uh, I, I definitely want to wrap it up. I feel like we touched um up on a lot, and I definitely would say that you empower a lot of people. Definitely my audience and myself. So I would definitely thank you. Um, I wanted to do the toast up segment. Um, basically, I just do a little toast, man. So I got my coffee today, man. Okay, I, I have, I have, I have my lemon water. Yes, sir. And cinnamon. Yes, Let's sir. toast. Hey. Toast to the good life. Toast to the good life. Toast to you, Doug, man. Toast to peace and blessings, and toast to self love, man. I wish you, um, like limitless. You're limited, and man, I love you, man. Toast to you, and toast to your achievements, man. Love. Love you, brother Carlos. Oh, love, man. Send it back to you. Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. I'm going to stop the recording.